From San Antonio, Texas to Washington, D.C. You're listening to On Wax the Podcast. I'm LJ. And this is Jay Hen. You can listen to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. And if you haven't already, follow at On Wax the Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Make sure you listen to the podcast weekly. Because you don't want to miss who we put on wax. Wax, wax, wax. And again, keep in mind that me and LJ are like 12. The one, either you made it, or two, you're fucked. I'm not doing it on Sunday. I'm sorry. Chapolé. I'm going to exaggerate the fuck out of this. So we had one coach who had a permanent heart on all the time. <laughs> yeah, this shit's kind of annoying Yay. though, but yeah. I'm buying your ass a thong. Who would win right now, you or 55-year-old Jackie Chan? I'm about to throw the fuck up. He wants that little dick. Say it's the biggest fight of the year. They may be the best team in the NBA. Fun facts for you about dating. I think different women like different things. Not told anybody about this story in my life. On wax. There he is. How you doing, bud? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Good, man. I've been waiting for this for a while now. Yeah? Yes. Yeah, sorry. I'm glad I got back to you. Yeah, no, me yeah. too. Me too, for sure. Glad to have you on. How you doing? I'm well. We, we, we definitely have a lot to talk to you about. Uh, like I said, I've, ha- I've had like a couple months of things to talk to you about, so just jumping yeah. right in. How does it feel to be the MVP of the quarantine? Oh, you, you have to consider yourself that. What's that? Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to, you know? Right. The positivity, it's incredible, man. I'll tell you what, that's stuff that no man will ever prepare for, and it's definitely humbling, you know? Right. Me, personally, I'm humbled by it, and I'm very thankful for it, you know? So, I mean, right next to Joe Exotic... Everyone labels yourself as their favorite, you know, castmate on the show. You had a pretty good role in the documentary. When they were actually filming the documentary, did you realize that it was going to be this big, or did you think it was, you know, one of Joe's side projects? Yeah, no way. Um, I I, I think I just kind of based the success of every single documentary that I I was involved in on the one prior to it, you know what I mean? Right. And we've been filmed a lot on that part, but... I mean, camera crews are there all, all the time. Right. So I've been a part of, I mean, 10, 15 documentaries on that park. And I would have never guessed that billions, the world would have saw it and, re- and received it and, and responded the way that they did. No way that I could have even imagined that. Joe right. himself couldn't even, you know, couldn't imagine that. So, yeah. Now we also have to talk to this, you know, this this huge new celebrity that you are now. I, I, I was watching the Where Are They At Now episode on the Tiger King series, and you said that you got recognized three times at Walmart. I mean, I have to imagine that it's been crazy since then. I mean, crazy doesn't even begin to describe it, man. You know, it was, and it was right around the time, I mean, the, the timing of it is crazy. 
impeccable because um, Tiger King came out. Everyone is forced to be home, you know, quarantining. So what what, what do you have to do but to entertain yourself? You know? Right. Um, and then, you know, everything kind of lifts up a little bit and you start to go out and go to grocery stores and go to the post office and stuff like that. And, and that's when you interact with, you know, the general public, man. So I didn't know anything or I didn't know how big it was getting or how out of hand things were getting until I like tried to go to Walmart that day. Right. You know? Um, and ever since then, it's like I'm aware of it. I'm aware right. that I probably can't go to the grocery store and spend 15 minutes there, you know? But I mean, it's all positive. It's never been a negative experience for me. So I just take it in stride, man, and, and go with it, you know? Like, I'm guessing you can't go anywhere now. Like, nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Gas station, you name it. You're definitely feeling it. It's to be the, the small runs that kind of, um, it, it surprises me the most. Like, I'm not even thinking about it, you know. I'm right. I'm at home, knowing something, I get up, get in the car, go get it, and, you know, 30 minutes later, I'm like, what was I thinking? <laughs> right, you know? right. I mean, before out, people, you know, have seen the show, and, and it's Cal- I'm in California. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. We're going to definitely talk about that. Yeah, so it, it's as crazy as 2020 has been, or I'm sorry, as crazy as Tiger King was, it's probably the most yeah. normal thing that has happened in 2020. This is a crazy year for sure. I know it's yeah. it's been a crazy year for yourself. And, and let's jump right into California. I, you said that you were living in California when we were going over details, you know, about recording. What made you move to California? So I was born and raised in Hawaii, you know. I grew up with the Pacific Ocean, with the sand, with the sun. That was my childhood. Um, I joined the military, ended up at the zoo, you know, stayed at the zoo for how long, and then I left the zoo, man. I didn't know who I was, what I was. Right. I spent so much time on that park, so I dedicated so much of myself to that park. I mean, I, I didn't even participate in raising my kids. I didn't participate in you know, my personal life. The only thing I focused on was that part. So right. when I left it, you know, I tried to kind of start from the bottom again and work my way up, but it was too hard in the state of Oklahoma. I, I, everywhere I went, I knew someone or something reminded me of that zoo. So I had to leave the state. I had to, and the best I could do was get as far away from Oklahoma as I could and get as close to the ocean as I could. So California was a good, you know, middle point for me. Um, I, I didn't want to go all the way back to Hawaii, you know, it's, it's the same thing, it's the same little rock that I left, right, so, California just worked out perfectly for me, and then COVID hit, so, right, they have a choice, so, with, 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 with you talking about COVID, has that impacted you at all, because I know a lot of people have been moving from California to Texas, and kind of leaving California, are you still happy with California, and where you're at right now? Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with California, just, just in the sense of, um, what I've seen as far as, emergency response okay you know as far just the the, especially the city that i live in and the county that i live in um community wise it's incredible and i have kids so i have to consider you know community and i have to consider the board of educators and i I mean it's not just me right that i'm considering yes where i am in california yes I'm, i'm happy i'm comfortable so you have me like so salty right now because i've seen your little social distancing post Come on. Let me tell you, yeah, I've always been a very reserved person. Right. I've never really been a social butterfly, you know. Um, so social distancing kind of, I fit right into that. But I love outdoors. So I can't quarantine in a box, man. I, it, 
can't. It's not in my nature. So I tried my best while following protocols. I tried my best to uh, go just where, you know, there wouldn't be anybody at all. Right. Because at least I get to be outdoors, but I'm still following the rules. Right. And California is good for California is huge. And it's, uh, you drive, you know, two hours in any direction and you're, you're in a completely different environment, you know? Um, Texas is the same way, right? Or it's, it's incredible out here. So I am very lucky. I'm very blessed that I was, I, you know, I was put here at the timing that I was because I moved here in January. Okay. I literally moved here right before all this. I was just about to say, January was before it actually posted to Netflix, yep. right? Oh, yeah. It posted to Netflix in March. Ah, uh, I got you. So, speaking so, of. I mean, yeah, it's, when it comes to Tiger King moving to California, these pictures on your Instagram, are these with new cats that you're posting with? A few of them. There's a couple that. Because I still have associates i still have you know uh connections within the industry right um obviously none of these cats are any of the animals that i interacted with on the gw uh, uh right so right um and a lot of those pictures are from my time on park gotcha um, but a few are just from visiting you know my other friends places i do not do anything with these animals professionally i don't work anywhere you know um mm-hmm that has any animals or that works with animals, especially in that nature, in the big exotic animal nature. Um, I just thoroughly enjoy working with them. So as much as I can, which is not as often now, um, but as much as I can, I try to get out and, and visit friends' places. Gotcha, gotcha. It's convenient that uh, well, Las Vegas, or not Las Vegas, Nevada is right here. Cause Nevada is more lenient on the big cat industry than California. California is pretty strict. Have you bumped into anybody yeah. since the show? Um, bumped in, no. But uh, I've, I've spoken to a few of the, the other cast members, especially gotcha. ones that, you know, I worked with so intimately, like John Rinky. Okay. He was the park. Right. Um, when I stepped up on park, he also is another um, amputee, so he has helped me. He literally personally walked me through my amputation. So nice. We're, we're pretty close. Um no animosity there so yeah i've definitely been in touch with him but other than that no man not really obviously don't run run into them here in california and i don't know if i have anything else you know anything to say to anyone else right there's no no anger or frustration on my end right i'd love to talk see him again but there's also no energy or or reaching out right right anyone yeah did you like the way you were portrayed in the documentary I think that I was portrayed exactly the way that, you know, I am. Right. I mean, it was pretty cut and dry, especially in documentaries, it's pretty cut and dry. They ask you a question, you answer it. Right. And that's what you're shown. That's your right. interview. So just the nature of a documentary, you're going to see the true natures of the characters within that documentary. Right. You know? And that's um, what made you so um, popular. Oh, I mean, I, I don't know. I think a lot of people said they related to me because I just kind of said it how it was but right it was just telling my story you know i was just telling them my experience on that, that part because i worked there for so long and so like intricately then i, I you know I had a lot of experiences there right and, and what made you stand out to me as well is you were really cut and dry with 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 speaking about joe as well you said hey he had his flaws and everybody wants to point at his yeah. flaws but he was also you know a really caring and nice person as well oh, yeah. and um oh, yeah. And I, I don't think too many people did that when when the sh- when the ship kind of sh- you know sunk a little bit 
everybody kind of jumped off and kind of it was like a royal rumble you know in a, in a sense like everybody's just kind of throwing each other off and you were the one person that I, I remember from the documentary that was pretty neutral like hey he definitely you know had his dirt but he was a, he was good to me and he was a good guy so i think that stood out as well Right. He's done some wrong, and what have I? I mean, I was in no way, shape, or form in a position to judge that man whatsoever. Right. And if that's what people wanted, then they're looking in the wrong place, you know? Right. Um, but I do know of my relationship with him and my experience with him, and the truth of that is that he's human, you know? Right. I mean, he's, he's human. Yeah. Sit here and, and, and list a bunch of things he's good at and list a bunch of things Now you also yeah. spoke that you were in the military and from the military you found the the zoo. How did you actually find the zoo considering I'm trying to connect the dots you were from you were from Hawaii, you went to the military and then you found a random zoo in, in Oklahoma. How did this come about? How did how did you come across the zoo? Oh, I got you. I got you. Right. get my hands on something or else I don't know what I'm going to do from this point forward gotcha. um, so I just put in right there in Fort Sill, Oklahoma in my barracks room in my, in my Google search I just put in how do I get my hands on a tiger You know, how do I get to touch a tiger or walk a tiger and specifically wow and his part came up and he was about an hour and a half from me um, and then I immediately jumped on it obviously you know I, I didn't even couldn't even believe it was real. Right. I didn't know that they did stuff like this in America because I'm from Hawaii. Right. You don't tigers in your backyard, you know? So, yeah. Uh, it was just crazy to see the pictures, to, to talk to this man through email, and he's kind of, you know, solidifying all these things, all these questions that I had, like, do you have tigers? He's like, yeah, I got like a hundred of them. I was like, do you interact with them? Do you touch them? Do you walk them? Do you play with them? He's like, yeah, every day. I was like, I'm there. Like, I'll be there. <laughs> you had no there. fear. Never any fear. Uh, no way, man. I think, I mean, it, I don't know. Maybe it's, I'm crazy, but I've loved tigers. I've loved that, that rush, that, that, you know, thrill. I've loved that. I've lived for that my whole life. Wow. Know, time I was a kid. Every single thing I was told was dangerous. I had to, I just had to do it. Um, and then, of course, my love for animals and, and especially the tiger. Right. It was like a wanted wrapped up into one, you know, and I was like, how soon can I be there? How, how old are your children? I have an 11-year-old, would, I have a 5-year-old, and I have a baby. Would yeah. you let the 11-year-old around the tigers, knowing what you know about them? Um, this is the awkward part, is, is when my oldest was a baby, I did let him around my tigers. Wow. Um, and now, as, as an older person, as a wise person, um, I, it was obviously a mistake. 
thankfully everything went right. Right. And now, no, obviously wouldn't. I mean, I don't think it's it's something that children should do. I think it should be something that a sound mind adult, you know, should right. decide. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, kids, kids, they see something fun and they're like, "Looks fun. Let's do it." You know. Mm-hmm. That's the mentality I I address all my situations with, and it got me into a lot of trouble. <laughs> right. I'm talking. Right. Yeah, I think more so now I try to choose the smart route rather than the crazy route. Um, right. Especially with the position I was I was blessed with, you know, I, I'm I'm back in my children's life. Um and that's a good thing. Absolutely. So Absolutely. Yeah. Speaking of children, if you don't mind, I have a I have a huge fan here that wants to say hello. Can she say hello? Yeah. Come on. She yeah. found out that you were gonna be on the podcast today and got like overly excited. <laughs> she put on she put on uh Tiger King today and we watched it. Hi. Yeah, yeah, we, we got to watch you. She she's ten. She's about to turn eleven, so she's she's right up there with your boy. So how's, uh, how's, how's the stay at home school life treating you guys? Her first day's tomorrow. Her first day's tomorrow. Yeah, she excited at least. Yeah, oh yeah, she got her new school clothes. Even though she's she's at home right now, but yeah, she's good to go right now. Right. Now that's good. That made it easier, you know, because summer summer killed with this. Right. You know, no yeah it puts it put as a parent it kind of puts you in a corner because you want to go out and have fun with them but there's really not much to do if you want to be like you said a responsible adult you know yeah. that they're supposed to be like yeah. you know not seeing yeah. people yeah. It, it puts you yeah it puts you in a tricky position for sure oh exactly right and and hopefully you know hopefully it gets better like i said especially where you are in california like i said i think they, they're uh it's a little bit restricted over there so, quick question. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give you four names and just first word that comes to mind. Jeff Lowe. Womanizer. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff likes his girls. <laughs> Alan Glover. Oh, he's crazy. Alan's crazy. Yeah. He's crazy sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I could imagine that. I could imagine that for sure. Of course, you, you know I got to ask. Carol Baskin. She's okay. Every time, man. Every time I think of this woman, I think of just that that image that you get when you know someone is is up to no good. Mm. Whatever face that is, right? That's the only face I see. I look at Carol. Like she that mis- mischievous face. Yeah, she definitely does. Yeah. She just has that spark of like, I've been getting away with it, and I'm gonna continue until someone stops. Right. You know. But like I said she's never done anything wrong to me. I just. That's the way I see her. Well, yeah, people people can read people, but you know, I, I think so. People can judge their character without having to meet somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Exotic. Right. Ambitious. Yeah. Joe was ambitious as hell, man. Right. He literally, he literally looked at anything and thought, "I can't do that." Right. And I, that's admirable, you know. So yeah, good man. Yeah. For sure, absolutely. So two two things that we have to ask everybody. These are these are official fan questions, by the way. I got I got a handful of them. I didn't want to take too much of your time, but uh, one fan wanted to know how good was the pizza at GW? <laughs> yeah, um, I, I never ate there. It, it was obviously somewhere you had to pay for. It was a working, running restaurant on Park, and really ate myself there's no way i was going to be able to make it back to uh to order a pizza gotcha um never ate at the restaurant i uh i ate at our bar very often because we own a bar down the road well oh no way 
Okay. Nice. Burgers, fries, and stuff like that, and it was good. So I ate there often. Um, and if he was using meat he's not supposed to, then I'm definitely 100% a consumer of that. Right, right, right. <laughs> I ate there very often, yeah. So how did you feel when Joe was wearing the EMS jacket to help you out? I know you get that question all the time, but... At the time, right. Looking back. Yeah, watching it back. I don't think I would ever paint any mind to it. Right. Watching it back, it obviously puts things into a thicker perspective, but, man, I would never have guessed anything different from Joe. Right. You know, Joe is the star of his own show. Right. Even if he's not, in his head he is, you know? Right. So I think the biggest irony for me of this entire thing, man, is that, you know, he this is all he's ever wanted. Right. This, this fame, recognition, right. you know? He's not even able to enjoy it, so it's kind of it's kind of sad in that sense. Right. So um, they had they had asked you to put one thing or one person on wax, and on wax means call it out. Like what's fake, what's false about the documentary. So is there one specific person or one specific thing that us the viewers were watching, and you were like, man, that's that's off, that's wrong, or this person's a piece of shit, or whatever the case may be. Right. Doc Antle. Doc Antle, I've been to his park. I know him personally, but not, you know, slept in his bed, lived in his house. Right. Um, knows his finances and all that. But, I mean, everyone kind of put it as far as, you know, he's making these girls stay there. He's making these people live a certain lifestyle and, and yada, yada, yada. And anyone, I guess, can say that from the outside looking in. Right. But I've met... Man, I've met those girls. I've met every other employee that he has on park. Um, every time that I've been to his park, and they all seem extremely happy. Nice. I mean, he is a very successful man, and he's a very happy man. And it was pretty—it was pretty crappy to see him kind of tossed under the bus that way, just because he's happy. Absolutely. Successful. Absolutely. But his personal life—I've never worked for him. I've never lived with him, so there may be things I don't know. Yeah, hey, I wasn't mad about that. When I seen it, I was I was giving him two thumbs up. I was happy with how they portrayed him. For sure. So, uh, three more questions and we'll get you out of here. What other opportunities have came your way since the show? Um, amazing opportunities, man. Um, you know, videographer opportunities. Shoot, shoot my own shows. Um, live shows. Um, appear, obviously personal appearances but i think the most interesting to me was they wanted to write an autobiography or they wanted to write a biography obviously with me yeah and to want to put energy and time into writing you know your story or telling your story absolutely uh, from start to finish that's that's pretty incredible absolutely uh shock um i I kind of you know the hope i Right. Get on TV and talk hour, you know. I mean this is your start to finish life and there's a lot of people involved in my start to finish life and my life's not over yet. Absolutely it's just beginning if you think about it. 